Yeah. So all of my uh, work has come from outside of school. Well, you mentioned that you already had the opportunity to, like, you had work away while you were in school. How did you come about those opportunities if it wasn't through school? Sorry, repeat that again? So you mentioned earlier that you were in school and you decided not to continue with the program because you had other job opportunities, right? And so you chose to, like, do that instead. But how did you get those job opportunities? If it wasn't through school, what did you do? So the only a job the, the only job opportunity, like I said, was the internship that they hired me after the fact. But um, I'm an impatient person, and I knew, like, like uh, I knew that I did not want to wait on you know the standard way to do things. So I always did like I did research. I would email people. I had no fear. I would just like go for it. I would do hours and hours of research how to find the heads of places and things like that I would call them I would email them and I would do everything I can because my mindset was um if one person out of all these people I've contacted you know responds and says hey come on then that's that that's worth all that time and research so uh so like I said prior to even graduating like almost a year before graduating I had many opportunities and I'm grateful for that and I still uh funger Till this day, a lot of them are my amazing opportunities is because there's a time to wait and there's a time to not wait in terms of your future and your creative endeavors. You know, if you're already in a project, yeah, you got to wait to be patient. But if you're not currently doing anything, why are you waiting? Don't wait, you know, for gatekeepers or, you know, the stereotypical way. You know, there's many there's many things. Just if you can't wait, don't wait. That's it. Well, I think that kind of brings into it brings to light a few things. One of which is that, like, I don't know if it's relevant or not that you were because what you actually did was talk to people and find people and seek them out directly. So that means probably your portfolio or your work was already good enough that you were able to reach out to these people and, like, you know impress them with something. I mean, truly, like, they wouldn't have responded if you were not good, right? But you had to get there somehow. Mm-hmm. And if you were already in school, which you were good enough to be able to um, get these jobs, you know, outside of school, and based on what you're saying, really, it had nothing to do with whether or not you were in school. How did you get to that point of having that Um... Well, like I said, prior to going to, uh, going to uh, college in high school, I've always taken media courses and things like that. So for me, it wasn't necessarily the ideas or concept. It was tools. Right. School really just taught me how to use tools. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever tool it might be, whether it's Adobe Suite, whether it's Final Cut, whether it's, um, you know, the basics of typography, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all of that helped me. You know, it's just like, you know, once you know what, what, I don't know, say a paintbrush does, then your mind, for me, at least for me, my mind just explodes, just start popping up into my head of what I can do. And then if another tool comes into the equation, you're like, oh my God, do using this one and this one together can make a different variation. So for me, it was just, the school was just affirming what I already knew and also adding in new little elements to, you know, further my you know, craziness or whatever the fuck you want to call, you know, what I am. Uh, yeah, that helped me. So what did, for you, um, like, 
what did school do for you in, in terms of, you know, building your current work or how you came up to be right now? Uh, what it really offered for me all the time was the space and the kind of, I, I want to say freedom, but I don't think that's totally true. It's not freedom. It's just that it offers me the resources to do certain things because, mm -hmm. I mean, we came up similarly, I think, um, not really debatably not surrounded by people who necessarily understood arts or what it was capable of or like what you could do career-wise in the arts. So we didn't have a ton of role models um, probably growing up who mm -hmm. uh, model our own behaviors or, or our own kind of career path. I always knew, like you, that I wanted to be in arts and that it was just something that I was going to do, but I never knew how to get there. Um, and mm -hmm. from the very beginning, I think school was just an easy way for me to have a foot in that door. Um, like, I went to an arts high school, so I was doing painting and like visual arts since I was a kid. And it did afford me some really cool opportunities. Like, you know, I had, uh, I had participated in like two or three different gallery shows by the time I graduated high school. And that definitely got me started on the path of like thinking seriously about an arts career. So when I, the first time I had applied solely with the kind of idea that like, I'm already good at this, I just need a place to mm -hmm. explore that, right? Probably not too dissimilar to yourself. I know we've talked about this. It was sort of just like, where's the cheapest place that I could go where I could have some support, some connections and like a place to do all these things, right? And we went to the same school, funny enough, to do different things, but it was the cheapest, the most supportive, the smallest campus of all the campuses in this entire city. And it was a yeah. experience, like shout out to the creative campus at Centennial. That's what it used to be back then. I don't know what it is right now. Yeah, yeah. That was an amazing experience. And even though I also didn't, I didn't graduate from that either. I was there for a year, but it like, and I didn't, honestly, looking back, like, I don't think I took good advantage of it but I didn't really know what I needed at the time. So it was more just an opportunity for me to be like, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. And then, and then I left and went into a completely different industry. But even this time around, like I applied to university to go study textiles, which again is completely different than anything else I've done, but also in the same realm, of, you know, continuing my education. I didn't do it because I wanted the degree I didn't even do it because I wanted the grades. I just wanted the opportunity to, A, be in a community of people who are like-minded, even though, again, that doesn't always prove to be true, no matter how much you want it to be. Um, but yeah. I was lucky enough to go to a, a concentrated art school, right? Like, I didn't go to, like, U of T and then study art. No, I went to an art school. So everybody there was doing art, and I think that does set you up in a way that like you're always thinking about art you're always surrounded by art it's not all good it might not even be stuff that you like but it puts you in a mindset that okay like people are creating and i gotta create really a benefit of being like in a larger um, creative institution especially when mm -hmm. it's kind of considered more prestigious quote unquote like you know if you go somewhere that's known for art or design you're probably going to be surrounded by people who are quite decent at what they do. And that in itself is a driving force, right? That's so much of like going to school. The other thing yeah. is for people like me, I think, and maybe you at the time, but like a lot of people, it's an opportunity to have space to do certain things like tools and like literally studios. Good. 
And on top of that, for, for people like me who take out loans or like don't pay out of pocket because we are quite low income, we essentially mm-hmm. get to go to school for free. Like, yes, you pay to live while you're in school and that costs a lot of money because you're probably not making a full yeah. income, but you're trading that off for being able to live quite frugally and get access to all the things that you need to build your portfolio, essentially, right? The issue to me is that, like, I came across this over and over and over again. I would get to a point where my skills were good, but then I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted to do. And so I never portfolio that I wanted while I was in school. I would have to wait until I was done with school and then take all of that and make the portfolio. But when do you have time to do that if you, like, get out of school and immediately have to work, like what you were saying? That's <laughs> that's the thing. Um the dilemma of, you know, an art school weirdo, once they're done, uh, do they get a job right away or they're just stuck with the debt? Um, <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very sad story that a lot of people can relate to. Um, but that's the other thing. I was like, you know, student loans and things like that. Like, I've obviously, I was already in debt by the time I, I left, but I didn't want... There's also another... Um, one of the other reasons why I didn't go back is because I didn't want to get more in debt. So I was, you know, more reluctant to go back to school. But but also, um, uh, Jesus, like, the way I looked at school was the diploma really opens up a lot more doors because you're, in a sense, certified in that field. You know, because... It, it, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, sorry, what? Such a weird, sorry to interrupt, but like, whenever people say being certified or like getting a degree in art, you're like, what, who cares? Like your work should say. I, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 100%. I'm more of that, but I still knew how people will perceive you. So if I had both, my work was good and I had the certification, like I had no worries about my work. It was just this. So when it came to school, I was not the best top A student. I was always just above. I was just good, right? But it was because I wasn't reaching for the best grades. I was just trying to pass to do my work and explore. So I had less headaches about the grades. And I just pu- I just produced a lot of good work. And that's what, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what got you, got me the, what's it called? The, the passing grades. So, you know. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't strive for for good grades. I strive for a passing grade so I can be left alone and create and uh, take all these take advantage of all these tools around me. You know, uh, computer labs, um, using com- uh, their cameras, using their lighting, using their space. That was my goal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because I real yeah, because I'm grateful. Like I said, whether I'm, I, I don't like it's just I'm grateful that I was thinking that way back then, because, like I said, I the whole impatience thing, but also being aware of how the system works, and talking to people, not being afraid to ask questions, and say, hey, did you get a job? Did you you know this 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 and this? It's a lot of people are afraid to ask other people. <laughs> questions that seem um don't be, you know don't be afraid just ask people if they say no move on you know yeah. it, that will benefit you in the in the long run you know yeah 
ask people, hey, how did you get that job? Or did you even get a job after a thing? You know, so there's there's a lot to be said for uh, just not giving a fuck, but not being rude, but not giving a fuck and just, you know, asking people for help or asking people questions. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I want to ask you, if you were to do it all over again, would you do the same thing? Would you do it the same way? To a certain extent, yeah. I, I really wouldn't because the path that I took, like, the uh, what I would explain it in this way. So currently, I'm in film, and currently... Um, I'm in a position that I've always wanted to be back then, even before graphic, uh, going to school for art or graphic design. I wanted to go, go into film uh, to be a writer-director. And that's that's the path that is currently going for me right now. And the path that I took to get here, I would not change because majority of all the departments that are in film, uh, excluding, actually, yeah, for the most part, yeah, all the departments, I've worn different hats in those departments throughout my, um, I would say, career outside of school and even during, you know. So I wouldn't change. I really wouldn't change uh, a thing. If you re- Yeah, I wouldn't at all. If you... Would, uh, would you? Well, okay, I'll ask you the other question later. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I still don't know because I do kind of wish that I finished the things that I started. But I don't know if that would have actually been better because I think there's just like a completest part of most people that you're like, well, if I started this thing, I kind of want to finish it. Or at least like I'll speak for myself. That's how I like I'll speak for myself. That's how I when I start something, I'll speak for myself. That's how I when I start something, I want to say like I tied it up in like a neat little bow and it's done. Um, And I don't feel like that was the case for me. Like, you know, I went from studying art to studying fine arts and I dropped out and then I worked and I kind of figured out what I wanted to do and then I went back to school to study that from a technical standpoint um and then you know I left and worked in the industry that I wanted to be in and then I was like I want to do more and I went back to school to study that and all of those different experiences helped me figure out what I wanted to do how I went but it also helped me it kind of validated me in a weird way because I think at all of those points in my life, I didn't feel like I was good enough to do the thing that I wanted to do. And I think going to school was like a little bit of a cheap, not literally cheap because it was expensive, but like a cheap form of validation, right? Like it's, if I don't feel like I'm able to do what I want to do to the level that I want to do it, there's a certain safety in being at school and kind of like trying stuff and throwing some spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Um, and I, I think like it, it took for me to the level of being in a university and getting to like pretty much completion. Like I was in third year of university when I finally was like, oh no, yeah, I'm good. Like I can do everything I want to do. I can paint, I can sew, I can you know, be a wardrobe stylist. I can do everything and I don't need any more learning because I, at that point I would like go to class and I would be like, why am I here? Like, I don't, I don't need this. I've already figured this out. We're just kind of wasting our time. And now I have to spend time making assignments in like subjects that I have no interest in instead of actually focusing on doing the things that I'm already into. And that's what happens when you drink club soda. Just like schwabs burps. <laughs> no. 
But yeah, I think uh, I think for me it was necessary, and I think if I hadn't gone through that process, I don't know if I would be where I am at now. On the other hand, I do kind of wish that I could have just picked one thing, finished it, and then went and like lived my life, you know, and just. Like, I wish I would have just gone through this process earlier and just gotten a university degree in something art-related, done the four years, and been done with it. And just, like, moved on and learned everything else I needed to learn. Especially, this is this is the other thing that I wanted to get into. It's like, we're in a very different place as far as education and arts education goes than we were at, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago when you and I were really trying to get into this field as children, basically, right? Like... When we were talking yeah. about what, how do we get into arts and creative fields, there was no such thing as Skillshare and like YouTube and Masterclass. Like none of those things existed. And I remember, like I, I tell this story all the time. I remember uh, iTunes came out with iTunes University, iTunes U, and I was obsessed. Oh yeah. I was obsessed with it. Just gotten like I had an MP3 player. And I would download all the iTunes U lectures on, like, art history and, like, science and philosophy and whatever. And I'd walk around doing my job that I specifically got so that I could do this. I got a job um, distributing local newspapers and flyers for an entire summer just so that I could listen to podcasts and make money. And it wasn't, like, a lot of money, but I was like, well, I want to walk anyway, and I want to, like, learn stuff, so why not just get paid while I'm doing it? And it was, like, one of the best summers I had ever had. I was so excited by the possibility that I was going to be doing lectures for free from my little, little tiny, like, MP3 player with, I don't know, 530 megs of space or something. Um, and wow. that was, like, amazing. But now, all of that stuff is available to everybody. All the time. Yeah. Because there's like thousands upon thousands of people teaching things on a regular basis. Maybe millions. I don't know. But like, you know, you can easily access courses by in anything by anyone at any time. Most of them are for free. And if you don't get the free one, you can find a free version of it. Like, oh, yeah. no one needs to pay the amount of money that most people pay for in order to learn those things. And so now the question is like, okay, yeah, maybe for... The previous generations like maybe even for our generation it made sense to go to school but realistically it does it really make sense for people to go to art school now yeah like what do you think i agree no i totally agree because everything it's weird because <laughs> i did yeah i wished all those things like uh you to me or all these of you name it whatever it was skillshare you name it i wish they were there when i was going to school or even before that um, because I would, I would do hard research back in the days, like meaning I would literally whatever video I can find on YouTube, early YouTube back in the day, whatever thing I can find on like what any website, you know, everything I, like I said, that's why I didn't go to school beyond graphic design, um, in college because I would always do my own research, but I also felt like, um, like I said, I was impatient. So a lot of the things and the money. So there's a lot of factors that that I can't say don't play a factor into the decisions that I've made. And it's usually about time and money and, you know, trying to bypass gatekeepers or the standard do things because they just didn't work for me and they didn't they didn't feel right in any sense to me. Like there's certain things, yes, that you might have to go through 
sorry to say gatekeepers, but for the most part, you really don't have to. And right now, if you're, um, you know, you're trying to go to school or what's currently going on in the world is preventing you from, you know, going to school the normal way, like what we, luckily we did. We haven't even touched upon that yet, so. Yeah, I don't, yeah. But in a sense, take advantage, take advantage of the current situation. Granted, so much, it's like this, there's, it's, it's like, there's more creative people now than ever before because the tools have become like prosumer tools. Like it, people have access to all these tools. And for the most part, it's beautiful, but there's more competition. So it's, there's, there's this whole, it, it's hard to, it's like there's so much things to get into, but take advantage of the current situation of knowledge and information that is available to you online yeah well i can get into more of it but <laughs> um yeah you made a good point like i didn't even take into consideration that we're in a situation where you can't even go to school like the school that i went to um here in toronto is not even open the facilities are not open so i would not even want to be in school right now because why would I be if I'm paying for the facilities and for the resources and for the community and literally all of those things are no longer available? Why would I be there? And like, you know, I, I understand that some people just do need a piece of paper and it's fair for them to be open. But the reality is that, you know, if as we've said, it matters. And at the end of the day, what really does matter in creative fields is the work that you do and the output that you have. If that is the case. Mm -hmm why would you even offer to have online courses and stuff like that? And how is that any different than going online, like you said, to YouTube or something or like Udemy and taking a course for either free or like 20, 50 bucks, even if you pay for a course online, like there are courses that are monitored by professors or teachers at least. Um, and you pay like, I don't know, hundreds, maybe $200 for like an entire bunch of courses. Right. Like, you could make everything you could possibly want to learn on, um, as far as making things, on Domestica. It's one of my favorites. Like, most of them are not English language mainly, but they have, like, subtitles and everything is really good. But, but like, it doesn't matter because you're still yeah. watching somebody make something and then they give you feedback at the end of the day. So how is that any different than paying, like, thousands of dollars in tuition to sit around and watch stuff that's going on? Like, it's the same thing. So why... What are we even paying for? And at that point, I just feel like, okay, so you really only need the paper to say, I can teach art, right? Because that's that's basically what it is. Like in my field of, of fine arts, like yeah. painting, let's say, you're not going to be taken serious, seriously as a painter unless you have certain body of work that is recognized in like, let's say the gallery spaces or the academic spaces. And if you go the academic route, it kind of doesn't really matter how good your work is as long as it's like accepted mm -hmm. as kind of part of a certain narrative like it's hard to get it into all of that but it's very much about the politics of academics right like you get through that and let's say you get your master's degree and you finish that and really it doesn't matter to your to your uh what it, what it does is it allows you to just teach other students who want to do the thing that you are not really doing because it doesn't matter if you're like really 
exhibiting your work or if you're like really exploring it to its um to its like finest possibility like really you're just there to teach and so you spend all this time getting to be a certain level and then you're just stuck in that academic system you're not really expanding mm -hmm. your own art so like is that worth it and then who are we really teaching art to like who are the people who didn't do art who are teaching art to other people who are not going to do art just to teach art who are not going to do art like it's very weird you're just going into like <laughs> fractal <laughs> yeah it kind of is sorry i went off there but it doesn't yeah. make sense like, but it, yeah yeah it. yeah yeah it's <laughs> like the way i look at it is i'll give you an example instagram is a good example to a certain degree because a lot of people have gotten jobs and careers just by being visually good. Yeah. A lot of them are self-taught. So think about that. Why would you, I'm not, remember this, I'm not, not advocating for school, but I'm also saying think and be smart about it because there's a lot of people that are, yeah, there's a lot of people going in the route of that. If you're good enough and you know you're good enough and you're, you know, you can do the work, why not not go to school? In my opinion, like what the, what the hell? so think about it in that way of the world is not the same and the, the academic system is not the same and people that think that it's still the same is just i'm sorry you just you gotta you gotta move on you know there's 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 it's it's yeah so speaking yeah. of self-taught um what do you define as self-taught um Self-taught is like you really, it's kind of, it's, it's very vague to a certain degree because self-taught is you, yeah, that that's because the way I'm looking at it is you're really not for the most part self-taught in the real way. Like yeah. you're learning from someone else. You're just taking that information and there's no teacher in front of you who's designating what you're going to learn at what time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no one basically grading you or anything like that. So it's, it's, you know, you're learning on your own pace and your own time and you're motivating yourself. And the real key is motivation at the end of the day. If you're not motivated, you're going to, it's going to be a, a long road for you. If, you know, you're going to give up and start and there's, you're going to, you know, you have, if you're going to build a wall, you need to start with one brick at a time. You just got to do it till you get that wall. So that motivation, you have to have that first, no matter what you're learning. I don't care if it's like learning how to, you know, use Zoom or whatever. You just got to do it. It's hard in the beginning. Everything will be hard in the beginning. Everything's frustrating in the beginning. But if you don't have that motivation, then you're most likely not a person who wants to do, be, like wants to, you know, go the route of being self-taught you know, or DIY or whatever it might be. So you might just go the the other way where you have or an online teacher, whatever it might be, you know. So being self-taught, you're not really, in a sense, you're just, you just don't have a teacher teacher sitting there in front of you, in yeah, a sense. You're just doing everything on your own. This is a really important question, I think, because people get really confused, I think, by the idea of, like, going to school versus not going to school and, like, self-taught versus, like, someone else is teaching you. Because, yeah, like you said, first of all, someone else is going to teach us regardless. You've got to get that information from somewhere. Chances are most of us are not just sitting there scribbling till the, you know, sun comes up because we want to figure out all the possibilities of sketching. Like, most of us have some kind of a curriculum follow even when we're teaching ourselves, right? First, you know, if you're drawing, for example, first you learn how to, you know, do a shape and then you kind of fill in that shape with a gradient and then you 
figure out like all the techniques that come into that and then you you build on that but but I would say it's actually not that different like it, I think it the crux of this entire conversation is self-motivation I think you're right because it doesn't matter if you're in school or you're sitting in front of a computer you have to be motivated enough to be able to get through that process and to be able to learn from it and grow from it and get better and I think yeah. people whether or not they're at school that's where they get confused and that they get lost they they think that going to school is going to be the motivator for them but it's not it's never going to be uh, okay so on that yeah. sorry go ahead no no no. I, all, all i'm saying is that they just provide you the curriculum that's pre-made and they give you somebody to look yeah. at your stuff to make sure you're not totally off base but like realistically yeah. you could do that yourself but that's the thing. It comes down to the whole school system is like they're guiding you in a certain way. Whereas when you're self-taught, you are you can learn one thing today and learn something on the other spectrum of what you're learning the next day, rather than just going step by step in their curriculum, because that's what a curriculum you know is. So the way I look at it is um, a lot of people that I've talked to when I was going to school, even before that, was the moment I get into this program or this, uh, this, um, you know, or college university, whatever it might be, I'm going to be that at the end. And we all know that's not true. That's bullshit. You know, sorry for swearing, but that's, that's, that's the truth. People think that by going to this course, they are going to become that at the end. No, a lot of people drop out. A lot of people think because some people are, like I said, it comes down to motivation. And if you're not motivating yourself and only waiting for the teacher to kick your ass, you know, then you might, well, what are you doing really? You know, think of, like, that's the way at least I think about it. You know, you're, you're, you're constantly waiting for the teacher to, in a sense, you know, give you the green light to do something, you know? And then at the same time, you're also waiting for that degree or, or, or whatever it might be to affirm that you're this, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're thinking in that way, I can't say you're going to fail, but the chances of you not continuing on is, is it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, that's, that's how I view it in a, in a sense. And I've seen a lot, like I said, they would come in, Oh, I'm going through this thing. I'm going to, you know, graduate and I'm going to be that a lot of them are not. Hmm. I think it's because it wasn't there. That motivation wasn't there yeah. to begin with. Yeah, and I think you're right. And those are the people that tend to come in. And even if they finish the program, and even if they have kind of good work in in school, they often cannot continue that, or they can't build a practice after they leave school um, because they don't have that external motivation. And so I think those do tend to be the people that tend to go back to school or go back to get other degrees on the other hand, there is like what you mentioned earlier, the not there's definitely like a prestige or a certain trust that you get in our society just by going through the four years or the two years of education. I don't think that there's anything we could say regarding like how useful that is. It's just how it is for a lot of people. And I think that's partially from the old school mentality of like, you know, yeah, and then partially it's also like I find people from abroad tend to be more like, like people who are North American tend to care less about whether or not you have a degree, not for like professional things, but like for creative things, obviously. They care less if you have the work to back up what you're saying. Whereas people from abroad, yes. like other countries, they don't trust you if you don't have a degree. It's very interesting. 
Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I'm grateful that I know I knew that ahead of time. So it was just for me, it was just, you know, um, a, like like a, a safe thing to do, even though I knew my work spoke for itself. And that's all I wanted it to, you know, to do that, that piece of paper that you get at the end, saying that you completed this journey, you know, and qualifies you to do, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, that doesn't mean you're going to actually do that for a living and, you know, continue on or anything. So this whole system is, it's no longer the same to coming back to the whole thing. It's no longer the same to, to go on that route. You could still go on that route. If the, if the world goes back to supposedly normal, um, and there's no harm in that because maybe there's a course somewhere, maybe not in your country, but some other country that is amazing and it's worth it. And yes, it's a, it's, it's in person. They got to do it by all means do it. But if you're expecting the whole, you know, the old system to continue going on, it's really not going to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that also makes me think about all the courses that I wasn't able to afford abroad because I was busy <laughs> here. Um, I like there's certain courses that are available in Europe. Um, I will say specifically, like there's a course on embroidery in Paris that is like couture embroidery. I think it's one of one of like two courses like anything like that in the entire world. Um, and it costs about the same as going to school, but it feels like you're really spending the money wisely because you're doing something with the, with people who are like masters at the top of their game, crafts yes. that like have been doing this and only this for like decades, and they are so good that they will literally tell you about that thing. That's worthwhile. See that. See, the thing about that is that's a different, uh, uh, we should save that for another video because we can get into, but it, in certain aspects, the industries are also different. You have to know what country you're in and you have to know how that industry functions and what they're looking for, you know? Whereas here, if, cause we both, uh, we both love fashion we both were in fashion. So the industry here is not the same as, as, you know, the old world aka Europe, or at least even in the United States, even our neighbor to the South, because we're, you know, surprise, surprise, we're Canadians, we're from Toronto, you know, so even that, even this industry at one point was actually good, but the manufacturing has changed. And that's, and, and for us, that, well, that was a sad thing, because we are old enough to know that these things existed at one point, and they slowly died down. And, you know, we've been in that industry professionally. So it's, it's sad to say, but know your industry and know what kind of edu education you need. And do you need to go that route or do you need to be self-taught or do these people need uh, like, like your work more than, you know, your, your, so you got to know these things before you get into a program or school or whatever. Um, yeah, I definitely think I vote that we do an episode on like uh, alternative education for specific creative fields. We can do some research. We can have yes. some people on. Um, who know better than us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I lost my train of thought. I had something to say regarding that, but... Oh, no, are you talking about how uh, Western or at least North American uh, industries are different from, uh, you know, European industries and how... Because oh. you were talking about prior to that was... Um, yeah, yeah, I remember now. If you're in, in France... The chances of you, honestly, the chances of you doing that course here compared to doing it there, you're more likely the industry and you're more likely to go straight into the industry there yeah. 
than doing that course here. Here you would do the course and you would be like, you know, not to, like kind of to reference that uh, Pulp Fiction meme of what's his face just looking around, just doing this. It's like, it's sad. It's a truth. It's a truth, but it's sad. Well, you know. Actually, what I was gonna say. Unless you're starting your unless you're starting your own business, yes. though, that's a different story. If you're an entrepreneur and starting your own business here, that's a different story. Yes. But if you're wanting to go into design houses or whatever it might be, yeah, you better go to Paris and do that thing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely another layer to this, which we didn't really touch on, which is like, where are you actually getting that education? Because there is a big difference, um, you know, in different industries as well. Like, there's a big difference between going to study at the St. Martin, like Central St. Martin's for fashion design versus going to like your local fashion school. It's not the same. Even if you get a great education, like me, for example, I got a great education in some ways. But I am never going to be able to, like, work for a fashion house from London because that's just not – they're not going to hire from here. Such a high level getting an yes. education here. Like, my portfolio would have to beat out every single person that went to Saint, Central St. Martin's because I also don't have 100%. the backing of that reputation, right? So it would have to be, like – so that's – yeah, that's definitely a different conversation. But I was talking to an art dealer just yesterday about um, – this, the difference between, uh, like, let's say, North American art and culture and European arts and culture. And he's from Berlin. Um, and he was saying, you know, like, he understands why we might want to, we might want to go to Europe because, you know, as I said, the money is here, but the, the love for the work is there. And they mm. did not for the money primarily. Of course, yes, there's money in it. Yeah, people are not crazy. If you're good at something, you're going to make money off of it. But there's a big difference yeah. between getting into it because it's something that you think is worthwhile and it's a craft and it's something that requires mastery, like, say, the Japanese, the way that they treat a lot of... Um, most making, they treat with this kind of sense of deep uh, reverence and, and craftsmanship is extremely important. Whereas here, it's about, like, what can you will make you the most profits? And I think that's why, like, in North America, the creative fields that really are thriving are, like, advertising and graphic design and, like, that kind of stuff. It's stuff that's more commercially viable. It's more applied yes. arts, I guess we call it here, but, like, it or uh, even digital, digital art, right? Like, it's easy to use that stuff for different things, for commercial things. And so that's always going to thrive. There's a good... There is a good industry of that here. But if you don't want to do that, if you just want to be an artist, like really an artist, this is not probably the place for you unless you really want to struggle. And then at that point, school is not even about where you go to school. It's not even about how good are you even. It's are you in the right market? But that's a that's another, yeah. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. When I was, like I said, coming up, it, the, clearly when it came to advertisements, film, uh, graphic design and things like that. Graphic design can vary depending because each, you know, there's a lot of like minimalists and things like that in yeah. Northern Europe and things like each, you know, but overall advertisement, graphic design, film, um, very commercial things were very North American things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even um, you wanted, if you wanted your business to be more international, you would kind of get an art director or creative director from North America and pull them to wherever you wanted. You know what I mean? And that was the case. Now, granted, it's changed, changed because of YouTube and things like that, where other people from other countries have learned the way we function. You know what I mean? And it's just this North American mindset where we're like, 
we don't give a fuck and um we're about creativity we're about free thinking and things like that whereas other cultures it, it kind of the creativity kind of dictated it was dictated by the culture that you lived in and how they viewed free thought and it wasn't it was more okay in that here yeah. in north america and the way they think and the way they live you know and the way it's also because we grew up here as well since we we're kids so we kind of have that so every time i travel you know they can you know obviously the way you speak but also the way you think they're like oh i see yeah you know so you just got to know where in the world you would prosper yeah. in what you're doing if you're more of a fashion person in my opinion get out of here and get out of canada either go to the states in new york or preferably mm-hmm. or europe no. and you, yeah the amount of money you need to start something in new york you need to have people who are going to fund you not viable like I, I'm not saying it's not. Right. I'm yeah. not saying don't go to New York. I'm saying don't consider New York to be the first place that you'd want to go. I would say go. To but the Canada, issue, go to like the issue with that though, the issue with that is New York. The only the issue of New York is it's gotten more expensive to live. Number one, so that factors into your you know scrounging so you to be an artist is going to be far worse. New York though, you never manufacture in New York. You manu- like I mean even if you're in LA, like you can go to LA and you can manufacture in Mexico for example, or you can. You know, there was a point at which American Apparel and, and there's other brands that manufacture in L.A. or out of L.A. or close by. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you have an idea and you need somebody, like, you, you need to make this brand happen. But you're probably not going to, I mean, again, like, it's, it's a different thing. Um, like, I know enough about the fashion industry in North America to say either you're going to Montreal or you're going West Coast. Whether that's, like, in the U.S., it's mostly just L.A. and those surrounding areas with a few exceptions. Um, in Canada, there's some stuff going on on the West Coast, like near Vancouver, but not Vancouver. And then, but they manufacture like in China. They don't manufacture here. You know who I'm talking about. Like there's a bunch of brands from there. They're, most of them don't manufacture here. And the ones that do, outdoor clothing companies. So you'll have like Arcturix or you'll have like, um, I don't know where Mech manufactures, but uh yeah, so, so there's, like, individual brands that still do stuff here, but the chances of getting a job there, first of all, are quite low because there are so few of them. But if you want to do... Mm-hmm. Like, if you just want to get into the industry, I just don't think that any of these places are necessarily the best. But again, like, L.A. and Montreal are probably it. Like, those are the places that you get the most jobs. And in New York, you're not, you're not in production. You're in, um, like office fashion merchandising you work in fashion retail you you do like the financial stuff but you're not going to be in the creative aspects of fashion that's kind of what I mean. it depends because the way it looks like is see com- remember we're comparing our city to these other cities and the community really sometimes it can come down to the community and the networks you have true. you know what i mean yeah that's true I mean, and i the way it looks if you're an artist or anything creative the flow of money between the creative uh, creative individual and somebody who wants to invest is more, you're more likely to get investment there because people, the mindset is a little bit different from the Canadian, you know, fiscally conservative mindset of Canada, where people are more willing to take risks on an endeavor. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of businesses start in the U.S. and a lot of people leave Canada to go to the U.S. because the funding and the investment opportunity is a lot bigger and the market is a lot bigger. And the environment is more conducive to that as well, to make money down there. Sure. You know? But I think that's, again, another different conversation that we should get into. But that yeah. has to do with, like, 
the scale of your work and what you actually want to do with it because I don't necessarily want people like I don't need seed investment to do my list I don't want to owe them any money I don't want to get investment like I want to have a business I want to bootstrap that business but I don't need to like go to a party to get someone to invest ten thousand dollars in my art career that's weird. everyone's different though that's what i'm trying to say so you might not want to do that initially but maybe down the line it will just happen and that allowing things to happen and being open to it is the best thing but the more it's more likely to happen down there than it is here speaking as a canadian yeah yeah that's that's 100 percent true i think but again i think yeah when the I think the question that I was posed the, like, if you're going to study somewhere, this is the, cause we got to get back to our topic at hand. If you're going to yes. study somewhere, yes. where would you study? Right. And I would say it not here. It's not here. Like it might depends be- on what you're doing and what you're studying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It depends. Uh, okay. It all depends on the markets. It all depends on the markets that you're, you're trying to go into. As a creative, I would not, I would not. And, and it's not because what? I think that all the schools here suck. It's because if you're going to study in the U.S., uh, it's very expensive for most people. And I don't necessarily know mm-hmm. a lot of people who spend that kind of money and it for them. Um, I think if you're going to make a go of it in North America, it's like you just you have to be more fiscally responsible. You have to be more aware of the business aspects of it. But it's a lot less about like, what school do I go to and like how much money I spend or whatever. Whereas I think if you're going to, if you study in Europe, for example, it's there's a level of prestige and going to the right school to study the right thing to really get into that industry almost immediately. Um, Because I do, I have found in my experience that people who have studied in Europe, they are in the industry. Like they immediately get in. Whether it's Germany or it's France, or it's Italy, or it's uh, London, or England, like, they just, they get into those industries, and I think a lot of that has to do with the siphoning process, like, if you go to those schools, certain companies are going to hire you, and they already have that infrastructure of people who are hiring from those places, and because it's, like, Mm -hmm. because Europe is older, and has a history of making, and craft, and arts, and everything, they just treat culture differently. So there's more space for this kind of thing. I think, again, I'm, I'm not, this is just my opinion in some ways. In other ways, I do think North America is always well, more focused on the money that you make. The way I also look at it is um, a huge factor, honestly. It's, yes, the way certain schools in certain countries funnel the students straight into the industry and the prestige of it and the perception it really comes down to the perception simply because you went to the school. Yes, there is a level of uh, quality that is known from that school, whatever it might be. There's also something to be said about it's not what you know and it's who you know. Sadly, a lot of the times it's who you know. Yeah. And we're not telling you to social climb or anything like that, but jobs that I could speak for myself that I've gotten is who I knew, but I wasn't necessarily looking for a job. It was just the fact that I happened to meet somebody. And as much as I'm a half introvert, half extrovert, um, you got to be out there to network. You got to put yourself out there. You can't be afraid because the amount of people that I've seen that are amazing artists, so talented but they're not they're not out there putting themselves out there you know what i mean and that's that's pretty sad 
So that's another thing. That could be another topic, but I feel it doesn't have to go that broad. It's just very simple and very straightforward. You got to put yourself out there as well of going to these, you know, schools that funnel students straight into the industry. You also got to know how to talk. You got to know how to present yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Because if they're like, oh, you do this amazing work and you're like, uh, 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 and you can't talk about yourself or anything like that. If you don't want to talk about yourself, just talk and it'll just flow out of you. Like personally, I don't really like talking about my work. It just comes into conversation. It's because I talk about the things that I'm obsessed with, which happens to be my work and not my um, resume. So don't talk to people, in my opinion, don't talk to people about your resume and just say, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this. No, it's just, it's going to come up naturally because you're obsessed with it. Just talk about the things that that's you really something. care about and talk about them in a way that shows that you care about them. I think that's more important. And then the rest of it, like if people are yeah. interested, they'll ask to see your work, just have somewhere to, yeah. for them to see your work, whether that's like Instagram or website or honestly, like if you carry your portfolio with you physically all the time, fine, whatever. But like, just make sure you have it physically on you all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like a lot of the time people won't even know if you're just, you know, being a human being and you're just talking to people. A lot of times they won't know what you do. And when they find out, they'll be shocked because they already like you as a human being. And they're like, oh, you do that too? I didn't even know. I like, I, that's another thing too. <laughs> being personable and learning to work with people and, um, um, what's it called? Just, you know, cause a lot of the times people keep hiring you because they like you and the way you work and you're professional, but you're also very, you know, you're, you're human you're, yeah. and you're also not an asshole. So they keep hiring you for that reason too, because I'm gonna you know, you you're fun to work with. I'm going to stop you. This is a yeah. whole nother podcast episode. This is like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. We can get into that. We can get into that. Going to school but you can see we can professional. Like that's different. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that is a whole other thing. We can definitely do that. But I think, I think we kind of touched on the whole, you know, school or not school, art school, you know, art school or not art school. And there's going to be more discussions. As you can see, there's more tangents that we can go off into, into separate videos and things like that. And we'll also do it with um, individual videos focusing on other people and their creativity and our own creativities and how we get there, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll always have these, you know, creative weirdo discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we, I don't know how long this has actually been going on for, but, uh, it's about 52 minutes. Okay. Well, we think for a test stream, this actually went relatively okay. Minus some of the technical problems. Um, yeah, we won't keep it too long, but let's let's kind of like give everybody a summary of what we talked about and some important points just in case it's TLDR and they skipped all the way to the end. What have we kind of figured out? Is school worth it or not? Your opinion. Me? Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> yes and no. It depends on who you are. If you want to sit in front of a teacher and that's your thing and that's how you learn, it's how you learn. You're motivated, self-motivated, and things like that. You know, if you feel without school, there you go. That's my opinion. Um, okay, my opinion is it depends on what you are doing and what your plan is in life. I think for most, for most creative careers, um, if you plan on doing any kind of freelance work, if you plan on being self-employed, you probably don't need a degree these days. You can very likely do the majority of that work on your own, develop a portfolio and find some mentorship. I We didn't get to touch on that, but I think it's more important to find people 
in your field doing what you want to do in the places that you want to do them to them get to don't be weird like we can have an episode about that but like if it wasn't oh, yeah. some of the people that I've met um, who were older than me and were like generous with their time and their resources, just like w- what you mentioned earlier and uh, the person you shouted out earlier, if you want to go see that, guys, just rewind. Um, yeah, so I think like that's more important. But I think for most creative jobs, you do not need school. However, I would say the exception there is if you plan to work for another company. Um, I think most corporate environments, like if you plan on working for an ad agency, if you plan on working for a fashion house, if you plan animation studio or Disney or whatever, like you will need a degree and try to find the schools that kind of funnel to those places because you're way more likely to get exactly the kind of knowledge that you need in order to work professionally in those places. And we didn't totally touch on that, but you kind of did. Uh, one of those places, for example, is Sheridan near us or Cal. Is it Cal Arts? Cal Arts in L.A., I think, also does the same thing. But there's a few places. And if you do your research, like, honestly, guys, you have the Internet. Look on Reddit. Start your research online first and foremost. And then make the decision if it makes sense for you financially. Of it With, like, very little to no debt, that's obviously the best opportunity don't go out of your way to go to a school that you can't afford just because you think it's prestigious. Like, unless you're willing to bet your entire life on it, because that's often what ends up happening. Yeah. So for the most part, I would say my advice is just like, don't rush into it. Um, take your time. You can always go to school later, but you can't get that money back and you can't get that time back. So you're better off trying to learn what you can learn on your own first. And then once you know for sure the direction you're going in, then decide if school's right for you. So I think those are that's my parting advice. Do you have anything? Um, let go of fear and do what's right for you. Beautiful. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us on this live stream. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a headache. Um, thank you to our zero, maybe one viewer. And uh, we'll see you guys all next time. Um, and hopefully you'll actually tune in next time live. Okay, bye. I'm going to play you out. <laughs> so much fucking donkey work as well as you know the metaphysics and the expertise and all that bullshit. <laughs>